Welcome to the United Basketball and Leadership Podcast, brought to you by United Basketball Clinics. I'm your host, Matt Smith. My hope is that throughout this podcast, you will gain knowledge in strategy, X's and O's, leadership, and culture building that will help you be a better coach and lead your team. Now, let's grow the game together. Jarrett Hunsiker is a master teacher of the 1-2-2 ball press. It has led to great success in his program. In the past eight years, they recorded a record of 171 wins and 47 losses, including six conference titles, four district titles, two state quarterfinals, and a phenomenal season in 2015 where his team made it to the Final Four and had a 30-1 record. We are blessed to have Coach Hunsiker on the podcast today as we're going to break down the 1-2-2 ball press in great detail. I want to welcome Jarrett Hunsiker to the podcast. How you doing? Doing well. I guess we're all spending a lot of time at home and enjoying time with our families. It's a little unique, but uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it. I know I've heard you speak live before. And you do some really phenomenal things defensively, and we want to dive into that in some detail tonight for sure. But thanks for coming on. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, let's just get rolling off the bat. Tell us a little bit about how your program has been successful the last several seasons, and then we're going to dive into your defensive uh, philosophy and what you guys like to do defensively. Sure. Um, again, I'm Coach Hansiger, Jared Hansiger from Boonville, Missouri, which is pretty much right outside of Columbia. This is my, I just finished up my season there. Um, and uh, when I came down here, the ball press was one of those things I brought with me um, for a identity, kind of, you know, kind of have us doing something that was different than, um, than everyone else around this area. And maybe not even in Missouri, but in the state. Uh, so it's something we've been running for eight years and it's kind of, I say, built our identity with. And um, so when people think about Boonville Lady Pirate basketball, they usually think about our, our one 2 2 ball press. So, um, like I said, um, I enjoy speaking to these things and kind of spread the word of our defense and having people contact me. Yeah, no, we're looking forward to this because every coach who's successful has their identity, what, what they kind of build their program off of. Well, usually two words we, we talk a lot about and we kind of consider them pillars is uh, attack and disrupt. Uh, a lot of times when we talk about the attack part, we're talking both sides of the basketball, you know, offensively taking an attack, attacking with our transition, trying to get something quick in those first, uh, you know, handful of seconds. Um, but that also carries over to the defensive side where we're always taking and trying to keep the other team off balance. And, and disruptive is we want to take other teams out of the flow of what they do. Um, you know, when the, when the ball gets thrown up on the tip, um, teams know what's kind of coming and with our aggressiveness and stuff with our one, two, two. So a lot of times we just talk about attack and disrupt and just kind of building that mindset. And that's something we did from pretty much day one uh, when I took over the program was get them to buy into that defensive mentality. And that's, you know, something simple as like right now I'm wearing a shirt that says, you know, we press you stress. Um, I've had shirts that say, you know, defense is an attitude, you know, defensive mentality, whatever it is, is getting them to believe in, um, you know, championships are won on the de- defensive end. And we always even talk about how our defense is pretty much kind of like our number one offense. We know we're going to get some steals and deflections and leads to some easy baskets um, uh, from our defense. So it's something when it comes to that mentality um, and those pillars, it's something we talk about pretty much on a daily basis with, you know, constantly attacking other teams and definitely being disruptive. So when you took over the program eight seasons ago, how – difficult was it to change the mindset of some of the of the players who've been a part of the program I mean obviously you played a, a completely different style to get that defensive culture built did it take a couple of seasons or did they buy in pretty quickly they bought in quickly but the first season they came off a couple of years um the previous two years they won about 17 18 games total uh, my first year um, with doing this we won about seven games but then the following year and we had a young team we didn't have any seniors but the Following team, following year, we we won twenty five games, and then by third year, we were thirty and one and wow. playing in the final four. And then from then on, we were pretty much the success. You know, we're getting twenty twenty five wins a season from day one. The first day I met them, you know, I pretty much told them that you know, hey, we're going to do something different than, than other people don't do. And that's time, you know, we press both makes and misses with our ball press, 
and that's going to kind of set us apart from other programs. So from day one, we are selling that mentality. And that's what I've said on other podcasts is a coach coming into with a new, a young group, um, you have to be a salesman. You have to basically take and, um, you know, if, if you yourself believe in what you're doing, um, they're going to believe in what you're, you're kind of preaching as well. And, and that's something we've done, like I say, over the whole all eight years. No, that, that's really good. Yeah, you've got to be able to – if you don't believe it, then they're going to know. They'll see right through it. You can't they, fake passion. You can't no, fake um, – you, you can't sell them a bill of goods. that They'll know. Okay. Teenagers are smart. Yes, and I'll tell you something else we do um, as a coaching staff is anytime we you know, see where other coaches have made a comment on air or in the, in the paper, we kind of let them – we will tell that to our team just to let them know, hey, you know, you see – this is what people think of your defense, of our defense and stuff, you know, and, and your efforts aren't going unnoticed. And, and that kind of makes them buy into it even more. Yeah, that's good. Well, let's talk about pressing on a made basket first, responsibilities, terminology, and then let's talk about off of this basket after that. Let's go to the made basket first. Walk us through the roles of the players, what you call each defensive player, and how that will fall back into your half-court uh, defense. So everything we do with our one-two-two ball press starts for pretty much from the three-quarter court. So we label our players. Um, we have a one, which is our top player. Our twos are usually guards, and they're usually, you know, positioned somewhere around uh, half court. We usually tell them to get their inside foot in the center circle. And then our threes, who are most of the time going to be maybe your forwards, a center, uh, they're usually back. And everybody's spaced about 15 feet from each other. So the one is the one who sets the tone. So if the one happens to move up a little bit, the twos move up. But the, the one and two are about 15 feet from each other, and then the threes are behind them. And like I said, with the one, uh, with, with us pressing makes and misses, you have to have somebody that has a motor. And I'll usually tell coaches who get a hold of me, I'll usually tell them that you need to find about two or three players who can play that one position because they're going to be pretty much tired, you know, because they're the one setting the tone. They're the one chasing quite a bit. Uh, so you got to make sure you take and, you know, that could be a – um, something you do on a dead ball that could be them communicate with their teammates, but they kind of have to switch it up with, you know, maybe fall back to be a two, a two become a one. Um, the ones, most coaches will ask, what makes up a one? You know, like I said, they have to have a motor. It could be somebody tall um, to give you a different look where you can knock down passes. You can play more in the passing lane. Uh, it could be, you know, if you have somebody smaller, quicker, you can put, put a little bit more pressure, get up in them. Uh, like I said, the twos are going to be usually your guards. Girls that can anticipate, they're quick um, because they're having to take a move and, and chase to trap from side to side. And then your threes are, are usually, like I say, set up about the top of the key, elbow area. And those are going to be more of your forwards or your, uh, um, uh, your, your center. So, and, and the main thing with the ball press is we want to take and force you down the outside alleys, the outside thirds of the court. You know, if you think about a volleyball court, um, the volleyball lines on a basketball court, you know, our trapping areas are pretty much outside the boundaries of the volleyball court. Anything inside the volleyball court is usually where uh, we tell them that you have to own that. You know, we don't want teams going through. You know, zones don't want teams, even in the quarter court, the half court, you want to keep the ball out of the paint. You know, same thing. Right. With you want to keep the ball going around you so you can trap, not through you. Um, you know, we're forcing up the sideline. and We're trying to get what we refer to as a one-two trap anywhere. Um, inside those spike lines of the volleyball court. Um, so it, it doesn't matter if it's in the back court, doesn't matter if it's in the front court, wherever you can get a good solid one-two trap. Um, usually we take and trap. If it's dribbled across half court, it's usually a one-two trap. If it's uh, passed across half court, well, usually it becomes a two-three trap where that second line traps with the, uh, the back line at times. Um, and um, like I said, we, we do it, like I say, makes and misses. Um, our whole goal is to mentally kind of wear you down over time because we're not going to give you time to take a break. So if I'm going down the sideline and I pass the ball a, a pretty lengthy pass down the, down the sideline, it'd be a 2-4 a trap? 2-3 trap, yep. 2-3 two, two, three trap. trap, sorry, 2-3 trap. And then where's everyone else? Where, where would my one go from there? Take away short middle? Yeah, they would basically your 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 one and your two. So your backside two would basically your well, first of all, your backside three would come over and take away kind of the block area. Right. Your backside two would then rotate back and kind of cover kind of the backside block, you know, 
elbow to backside block area. And then your one would take uh, what we call our short middle. So your ones and twos become your, they take away the, the short middle and the deep middle a little bit. So everybody just kind of rotates um, behind the trap. Okay. Um, what do you, and, and if there's a team tries to beat the press and just kind of swing the ball back and forth before they get to that, you just kind of slide, rotate everyone with them and take that yeah. away. So that's where your one has to really cover some ground. That's where the one, they have to, we, we talk about angles quite a bit. They have to take on, you know, we have teams that, um, like when they're in the backcourt, they'll kind of what we call ping pong back and forth. They'll just kind of get you. Um, so they have to be chasing. At the same time, your twos, uh, which is very important, have to play tag in the middle. Because if one two yeah. on the line of the ball, so we talk about angles, we talk about moving on air time a lot. So right when that ball moves, everybody is sprinting pretty much towards the middle of the floor at an angle. But the backside two, which now becomes the ball side two, cannot leave the middle until that one original two plays tag with them. If, if they do, if they go too early, you're going to expose the middle. And again, that's one of our big no's. You cannot go through the middle of the floor. Matt, the same rules apply on the other side. Most of the time, we'll take and somebody will speed dribble on the opposite side of the court. And this time, you know, if you think about on the original side, the trap is kind of coming. They see the trap coming because it's coming up the floor. When they reverse the ball, it's almost more of a blind trap, like a run and jump trap, because the two will kind of hold them on the side until the one gets over there and they'll turn them back into that one trap on the uh so it becomes a one-two trap but it's, it's a different type of trap which is kind of nice with this defense how do you teach the 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 details of the trap are there specific techniques with the feet hips hands we talk hands and stuff we always talk about getting your hands to the ball um you know nothing frustrates a coach when you have you get them in a good trap and they try to reach in and yeah. uh you know you get a, a you know you, you have them there for a, a one or two three count and they're getting ready to throw it away, and then the girl reaches in and tries to get a jump ball, and they get a foul. Um, so we just talk about getting your hands to the ball, just mirror the ball wherever it goes you're going, and then we talk about just getting those feet crossed because one thing you don't want is you don't want any splits because they, you know, if a girl takes and, and splits a trap, then you got two defenders behind the offensive player, which gives the offense an advantage. Do you break the court up uh, vertically into like thirds or quarters or, or anything like that? We don't like, um, I know you use uh, the volleyball court as your guide. Yeah. So basically, you know, I know you had a uh, Vance Wahlberg on and he does it in quarters with his two, two one. We just talk about, we break it up like pretty much in thirds. We just refer to it as, you know, the outside thirds and the middle third, keep them out of the middle third, push them to the outside thirds. Always keep them on those outsides. So we, that's where we trap. Yeah. I like the idea and you of like the paint, just think about it, extending the paint all the way down the middle. And, and just like, just keep them out of the paint, period. And man, that's a, that's a good thing about the ball press is whatever level, doesn't matter if it's three quarter court, which is again, where we start with, or half court or the quarter court, a lot of the same rules apply at the different pickup points. So yeah. we, in our quarter court, it's the same type. You know, when it comes to trap, this person is doing the same thing in the quarter court as they, they would be doing in the three quarter court. So once you get the, the, the different slides down, it doesn't matter where you pick up because they're somewhat the same rules. What, what is the rule? Let's say the ball, the two leaves too early, they don't get tagged, and they get the ball into the middle over half court at that other spike line. What are the rules for fixing it from there? Yeah, it's kind of going like with what Coach Wahlberg talked about, where basically we're trying to tip and pursue from behind. We're trying to take in, you know, the, the ones who um, they are dribbling towards our job is to get them out of the middle third. So they're basically forming that umbrella, trying to push them out while the, the, the defenders who are behind the play are maybe trying to get a tip to one of their teammates in front of it. And then we're looking to take and maybe throw it over top for a layup or something. So we, again, it's that attack mentality, that disruptive mentality. Even if they beat you, you know, we're trying to attack them and try to get that tip from behind and just force them, again, get them out of the middle third, get them to the outsides as much as possible. Let's talk about pressing on a missed shot. Uh, what's your offensive? Because that's the main question I get from coaches is, or I, or people ask, you know, I want to press off a miss, but man, what are my offensive rebounding responsibilities? How do we do this? How do we get back in time? So how do you attack that? Because I think that's a detail that really stops a lot of coaches from trying this. 
Yeah, and, and first of all, when it comes to, you know, pressing off misses is just something you just don't see a lot of. But it is oh, very, no. it's very disruptive. Um, it's something that a lot of coaches don't practice against. You know, and you're very, as an offense, you're very unorganized off a of miss, you know, because you don't know who's going to have the uh, the uh, the defensive rebound and stuff. And, and everybody else might be, you know, they, they have time they leave the basketball and they're heading yep. down positioning. And here, now you have to go up against this press. Um, we, we keep the rules very, very simple. Um, you know, do we – rebounding, you know, when it comes to this defense, rebounding is something that kind of lacks a time. But even on the offensive end, it's not like we're putting somebody into glass trying to get an offensive board. You know, if we get it, that's great. If we don't, we get back in our defense. But what we tell them is the one's job is on a miss is to locate the basketball, and your job is just to slow it down. You're going to give your teammates, the other four girls, time to get back and get the press set up. So the one's job is just to locate it, slow it down, make them make an extra pass if you want to, just buy some time. The other four girls, they have to sprint through the middle third, the lane lines extended, the middle third of the court, because again, we don't want them throwing right down the middle of the floor. We want, we want to start pushing them to the outside. So our twos, which are our guards, they're half court, you know, we don't have things such as fullbacks or halfbacks or anything. They know when the shot goes up and we don't have the offensive board, they are getting back, and they only go as far back as they need to because we know that girls can't make certain passes that boys do. Right. So boys, those twos might have to go farther back because boys are stronger. So the girls usually go towards half court or so. Now, if a team puts, throws somebody along, they might have to go back a little bit farther. But their job is they're the ones protecting the basket until the threes, until my bigs get by them. And once my threes get by them, the twos start pushing up. and a lot of times, you know, we'll have it, it, we do it so quick. So we, we practice it with scrimmaging and certain drills where um, it, it, it can become a three quarter court press off a of miss. Sometimes you might not get into it until the half court. Um, a lot of times, teams that like to run on us after, you know, a handful of times of slowing them down uh, because we get into it so quick, they, they almost they just quit trying to run and then play into our hands because by that time, usually we're getting into it at the three quarter court. No, that that that's so. The rules are the rules are the same with the miss or the made basket. But you know, like on a made basket, I mean, we're going to get into it and get it set up every time, three quarter court misses. It might just vary depending on how. Same thing. We'll we'll press it, make some misses. So yeah. on, on a free throw, a lot of times we'll put our our um, we'll put our threes back already, and then we'll put our ones and twos. You know, if if we're shooting a free throw, uh, we'll put our you know if our ones shoot the free throw, our twos are the ones. Um, you know, in position there's the free throw. Right. Just so we can get into it, makes or misses. What about that really long rebound, like that one? I mean, is there ever a time where you're just getting back or you, you're trying to get to the press every time, but it just may be a little deeper down the court? Yeah, every time. And there, there's every so often you're going to have, you know, if we shoot a three or something, there's a long rebound, then we have to basically just sprint back. Again, same rule, try to sprint back to the middle third and just hopefully maybe get a tip or just bounce them out just to give us time to get it set up. What are some breakdown drills that you do? On day one, um, we will start doing stuff in the three-quarter court. We'll probably, you know, let's say have a two-hour practice on your first day. We don't go over two hours because with our style, you know, we like to run on offense. We like to press. So two hours, we're pretty much worn out. Yeah. Um, but of that first two hours, I'd say probably half of it is going to be dedicated to the ball press. But on day one, we will start doing stuff in the three-quarter court along with some stuff back in the quarter court. So the three-quarter court, we do a shell drill. There's a five-on-five -five shell drill that we do uh, pretty much that first week uh, where we're working on, number one is positioning. You know, where you know, getting the girls used to knowing where they're positioned, you know, the ones, the twos, and the threes. It's also working on um, what type of traps, you know, where we're getting the one-two trap. When do we do a one-two trap? When do we do a two-three trap? The rotations. Um, now, Coach, do you want me to go ahead and try to talk you through that drill? Or Yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to get as detailed as possible, and coaches can sit down with a paper and use their imagination and figure this out. Let's, let's dive into it. it. It is a, like I say, it's a, it's a conditioner. You can do this for time um, where, you know, some coaches might put, they have to do all this within 40, 45 seconds on the clock. Maybe it's 35. just depends on your team if it's boys or girls. So, so imagine, if you're a coach, imagine, get the offense set up in like a 2-1-2 two, two press breaker. 
um, the person, and they're really stationary. This is all like a shell. Um, with the only person that can kind of move is the middle person in the in the center circle, but they can only dive to the basket once the ball goes up the side up the, the side of the floor to one of the the people in the uh, the front court. Um, besides that, they're staying in the middle, so they're in like a like a two one two. We are positioned in our one two two. So when I throw the ball to the guard, so if you guys imagine the guard going up the right side of the floor. We work on the first few passes. We're working on moving on air time. So once they get it, they then ping pong it across to the other guard. We are rotating on air time. Everybody's just shifting from one side, ball side, to the other ball side. They throw it back across. So again, on air time, we are shifting towards the ball. Once the original ball handler gets it, they take it up the sideline in a hard dribble, where we take and now work on our one-two trap in the backcourt. Once we get it set, they will drag it back. We reposition, we kick it back over, we ping pong it across. They do the same thing on that side. So we work on that one-two trap. Can they pass to the middle person if they're open, if, if the twos open, don't tag well? You're playing have to play tag. So if yeah. you take and throw that ball to the middle, you can start the drill over. That's one of those passes where the defense has to play tag in the middle because you're working on positioning, where if they do it, you start it over, which can almost demoralizing because it's a conditioner. But once it gets back to the original spot, now you take and throw it, pitch it ahead across half court, and we work on everybody rotating into that two-three trap. So the uh, the three and the two trap it. The other three, the two and the one, rotate back. Again, there is no over and back in this, this drill. So they're going to throw it back to the original person. Everybody rotates towards the ball. We pitch it across. We do the same thing on the other side, the left side. We throw it ahead. Across half court, we two, three trap it. We throw it back, back across, and now we're going to dribble into a one, two trap. And then once they get the trap set, we're going to pitch it ahead and get into a two, three trap. Now, if we get, if I get a steal off of this, is it live or I just stop and throw the ball yeah. and we get like it rolling? We will tell, we'll tell our threes on that pitch. If you want to grab it and steal it, that's fine, but then you have to hand it to the offensive player and then work on your, your trapping technique, your feet set. How deep down the sideline do you like that two three trap to happen? You can the three is the three is responsibility is for the first pass down the sideline. So it can be up high. And if they throw, let's say some some teams might throw an extra pass towards the corner. That's what I was thinking. We'll rotate. We'll have it's called an X cut. It, we rarely see it, but what we do is we take the backside three and they those threes would just basically interchange. The one would go out. Well, the other one dives to the to the block. But your backside two would kind of come over and help until that three rotates back, and then we're back into it. We'll do that on both sides where we dribble into it and then throw into a two-three. And then the last thing we'll do is when it gets to the original position, we will make that long diagonal pass across to the other like forward out there. And then all we do is work on we don't trap that. That's a long pass to trap, but we'll work on bumping the two will get over there and bump the three back. So the three will take it till the two gets there, bump the three back, and everybody again rotates behind. And like I say, it it's a good conditioning drill because you are constantly moving and you're working on those different traps. Is that something you do daily? It's just a staple of who you guys are. We do that. The we do it pretty, pretty much uh, every day for that first week or so. Um, once you know we've been running this long enough, where once it, it's one of those good drills. You just a reminder to get the ones you have back. Just a kind of quick review, but it's a good one for like the, the girls coming up um, who haven't really run as much just to kind right. of do certain things. But after about a week, we're, we're going to be doing other things instead. Yeah. Any other good breakdown drills that you will do? You have in the three quarter court, we'll do like a three on three where we work on the ones and twos where we'll have somebody in the center circle on offense, a girl who's um, getting open, free throw line extended, and then somebody taking the ball out of bounds. We have our ones and twos position. Um, where they're supposed to be, uh, when they throw the ball in, all we're doing is they're working. The offense is basically just dribbling down the sideline, and we're just working on again the one-two trap. So we're basically just working the top of the the press part. You know, they can they can reverse it, pass it across, and then we're going to be working on rotating, tagging the middle, and getting maybe a, a second trap, one-two trap on the uh, the backside, which now come the uh, the strong side. Um, eventually, what we'll do is. 
we'll do that. And then eventually we'll put in our threes. We'll give the offense a fourth player um, who's in the, in the front court. And now if they throw ahead to them and they can go side to side, that, that, that girl can take and go from side to sideline to sideline. But if we throw it ahead to them, now we'll work on our two, three traps. So it's just a way to kind of break it down into like smaller components, smaller parts and stuff. Um, a drill that we do something called the 10-4 drill where the defense is on defense. Offense stays offense, but it's called 10-4 because the defense has to get 10 points before the offense gets four points. The defense gets points by any time they get a deflection, it's a point. They get a steal, it's a point. Um, if they turn them over, let's say they throw the ball out of bounds, they shuffle their feet, whatever it is, it's a point. If they get a steal and a layup, they get two points. So they can add up points pretty fast. Um, the offense gets points, again, you can go ones and twos, you can go twos and threes, whatever you want. Um, but you basically play it until, you know, if the offense gets, if the defense gets a defensive rebound, it stops, and then you just go the other way. Again, it's the same team on defense plays, is on defense the whole time until somebody gets to 10 or the offense gets to four, I think. So it's just, it's a, just a up and down, um, working on, again, it's one of those things where we're working on attacking and being disruptive on, on defense. We'll be right back to the interview in just a few moments. But first, I want to thank you for listening to the United Basketball and Leadership Podcast. And if you like what you hear, we'd love to have you write us a review. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast or about United Basketball Clinics, you could follow us on Twitter at United underscore clinics. Or you could visit our website at UnitedBasketballClinics.com. A lot of questions I get is, okay, we talked about like pressing off misses. What are some things you do to work on that? Um, well, one, we, we will take it, even on day one, we will scrimmage. Um, and we'll tell the offense, I, I don't care what you do. You know, we haven't really put a whole lot of our press offense in or even our zone concepts on offense. So you guys can do whatever you want on offense. Um, but, uh, you know, defense, um, you got to take in, um, you know, we're just working on position and stuff. So we, we just, we're, we're throwing them in there, but we're working on the position off a of miss. We're getting them kind of used to sprinting to their spots off misses. So we do a lot of stuff through scrimmaging, but we also do a drill where we will go, um, we'll have the offense um, along the baseline. We'll have the defense comes down on offense and they just do their, like their dummy offense, transition into motion, whatever they're doing, flex, doesn't matter. But once they take and we'll tell them, you know, you got to make a, you got to shoot after about three or four passes. Once they shoot, that ball is out of play. Our assistant coach will throw the ball to the, the five girls on the baseline and they're transitioning down. So it gets our girls, you know, they're running dummy offense, but once they shoot, they got to quickly convert back into defense going against a team that's now coming up the floor quickly on offense. So that's a, that's a good one to take and work on your um, press off misses as well. No, that that's really good. Really good things for coaches to add to their, uh, if they're already pressing, they can add to what they're doing or they can, mirror what you're doing now let's talk about into the into the half court what are the responsibilities what are we looking for are we still trapping out of that yeah i mean we're, we're pretty aggressive you know once it once they get by our three-quarter court press um you know maybe they throw out of a two three trap they throw out of a one two trap maybe it's towards you know the top of the key or wherever it is we basically drop back to our quarter court press i mean we still call it a okay. press i mean it's called ball for a reason where now, usually, when you're in the quarter court, your, your twos are at the elbows, your threes are pretty much above the blocks, and your one is somewhere around the top of the key. But we take, now my first year here, we only trapped baseline corners, but we weren't as deep. I inherited three freshmen the next year who made us deeper, and they were athletic, where on their own, they started trapping out front, like in the slot position. Okay. That's not a call from me. That is, that's a read from them. If there's a chance they can surprise them with the trap, we are going to trap out top. So we are still looking at the quarter court. We're looking at trap basically up top and then also in the, uh, the baseline quarters as well. And again, it's staying with that, that pillar of trying to be as disruptive as we can, take them out of their offensive flow. And I would assume a lot of teams put a player at the high post. Are the, is that where the twos are still tagging and, and getting out on that? Or When the ball goes to the wing, the one is dropping. So if you think about on a court, when the ball goes to a wing or so, um, you know, 
Now, a lot of teams will play a two-guard front, but let's say, just for the sake of this conversation, let's say there's they have a one-guard front. When the ball goes to the wing area, the two takes it, the one the drop. And the two's got high. backside coverage. Two drops down a little bit towards pretty much along that lane line, about the middle of the lane or so, because the threes are still – one's protecting the rim, one's a step up and out towards the corner a little bit. Um, now, in a two-guard front, um, they are the backside two, just like in the press part. You know, think about the uh, – you know, the old dotted circle yeah. you know, that we used to have. And, you know, that's almost the same thing as like your middle circle at half court. So the same rules, if they're in a one-two trap up there, they're covering middle. And the threes and everything is kind of shifted over a little bit. No, I like that because if you can run the defense 84 feet from the basket, you can also run the same principles to guard 25 feet from the basket. What are your methods and tactics for trapping on the baseline? Is that something you do all the time? Or is it a call that you have? Yes. And, and Matt will take in rules with the baseline trap is, um, again, to kind of disrupt and kind of keep them guessing, keep them off balance. When the ball goes to the baseline corner, I know some ball press coaches where that's an automatic trap. We do it a little bit different. We give them three things they can do. Um, again, it's just a way to kind of keep the offense guessing. They can trap it. That can be a two, three trap. They can, the, the two can either, they can play passing lane back to the guard, or they can bluff and, and peel back. They can kind of fake trap and then peel back in the passing lane. But the rule is you can't do the same thing more than twice in a row. So if we trap two possessions in a row, the next time you have to basically take and either play passing lane or bluff and peel back. Just to, you know, because if you do the same thing every time, you know, coaches or players can kind of catch on to it. And they kind of, you know, draw something up uh, and, and kind of beat you. Um, but that's, that's the rules we always have. Now, some of that can change on scouting report. You know, we'll tell girls if we're going against a team that has a good shooter out top, we might not go trap corners because we don't want them to quickly throw it back to them at the, you know, out front for a shot. So we might play passing lane. Or, so let's say you get that trap in the corner with uh, the two and the three. Is the one denying the pass back to the wing? Or is the one dropping more of a gap safety position, and the other three rotates over block? That is a read. Yep, that is a read. So uh, when they're – depending on how good the trap is, um, they're reading – if I'm the one, I'm reading the eyes and the shoulders of the ball handler. If they look like they're going to reverse pivot, like they're going to throw out, they can go – we call it shooting gaps. They can release and go shoot that pass back. And if they do that, we try to tell the backside too, you have to kind of come up – we talk about like loading up ball side. We're going to leave the farthest thing open. So you – right. and that's where – you have to trust your teammates to have a good trap. If they make a pass out of it, it's not the back person's response, you know, because they, they rotate it up. It's the two people in the trap that didn't do their jobs. So the one's job is they just, that's a read. And we always talk about, you know, if she goes, you go. If I'm the backside two, if the one goes out to shoot that gap, you have to go replace her towards that mid post area. What if the ball is they just get a good feed to the post? And not from the corner, but just from the wing, they get a good feed to the post. Are you doubling down the post? Yeah, like now when the ball goes corner stuff, we front everything. Uh, okay. So when the ball goes, we, we, we call it figure eight. We'll take and go low side and then step through, X step through in front. But let's say the ball's out to the guard position. You know, first of all, if they make a pass into the post, somebody's probably not putting good enough pressure on the ball. Oh, yeah. Or our threes aren't doing their job because even if they're off their man, you know, they should be able to move a couple feet, you know, before that pass can be made 20 feet or so. Right. Um, but we have, there's been times where we take and, you know, if, if somehow it happens to get to the, on the block and we're caught from behind, we might take our one and double down from the top. So our post, our three might take away the, the, uh, the baseline where our one kind of takes away the top. Then we just kind of rotate out on, on the skip pass out or something. But when the ball goes corner, we call, we do a figure eight drill, which I can go over here in a little bit. Um, but we will tell our backside three when the ball goes to the corner and your partner, your other threes in that two, three trap, you are going low side, leading with your baseline, your low hand, and then you're stepping through and fronting. So we want to deny, you know, again, we want to disrupt them by de denying the post feed. Okay. And let's say the ball goes to the high post. Then we'll talk about the figure eight drill. Ball goes to the high post, point guard comes down, there's a player there. They're out of position a little bit. 
are they the the twos coming to dig or the ones coming to dig on that and the twos are kind of fanning out a little we've done multiple things depending on who we're playing sometimes we'll have people just dig i mean we'll have our twos kind of come in and rake on that ball dig on the ball you know our whole job is again get it out of the middle third make them make the extra pass out you know if we're going against teams that have multiple shooters we might tell the one okay if the ball goes there you need to do what you can to take and um you know, rake on that ball while the twos are getting lower than the level of the ball, but they're, you know, they're going to see the ball, but they're also going to be responsible for the first pass out to maybe, you know, an offensive player flatted out or something towards the, the wing or the corner. So we can, right. we can do it multiple, multiple ways, you know. That's good. Have have different options, keep teams off balance, play whatever's going to uh, help, help you with your personnel. When the ball's on the wing, are you trying to force baseline or are you just kind of like playing them straight? square and not want to really give up anything yeah we'll we'll take in we'll play parallel you know belly button to the sideline yeah uh, when the ball is on the the outside we want to try to keep it to the outside again we're trying to yeah. get out of the middle um where the ball goes base let's say the ball gets passed to the baseline our ball side three when they go out there this is where they're trying to force it back to the middle so we kind of what we refer to as like a banana cut they're going to take that first mm-hmm. step out there towards the baseline and kind of angle their way like a banana back out to you know because you know how it is when you allow teams to go baseline and stuff it's uh you know they'll they'll do that drift pass or they're yep. to come and they'll have somebody dive so our whole job is don't let them go baseline we're, we're going to force them back into that two three trap but we're going to at least be forcing them back into where help is do you mind breaking down the figure eight drill before i go into figure eight i'm going to quickly matt if you don't care i'm just going to quickly go over the we have the drills for the ones and twos which what what i do is I will take and be teaching the ones and twos what they're doing out of a shell while my assistant is on the other end with the threes doing the figure eight drill. So we got two things going on at the same time. With What I do is I put out um, like a one guard front. I'll put on offense, I'll put a point, two wings, and a high post, mid post area. I put my ones and twos out. And this is just a simplified shell. They're, you know, when the ball's on top, they're protecting the twos, are protecting the elbows, they're protecting the, uh, the lane. When the ball goes to the wing, the two, you know, sprints out. Uh, the one covers the high post. The backside two drops. And we're just working that, you know, the ball goes back to the point. We're kind of making that J move where our, our, our one kind of takes and takes a step towards the middle and then comes up and protects the – and starts guarding the, the point again. So it, all we're doing is just working on the rotations at the top of our, our quarter-court press, okay? Um, eventually, we'll make that – we'll put out a two-guard front where we're kind of running that shell drill. But this is where we introduce like the one-two trap in the quarter court where, you know, if, if we can get a, a good trap set, we're working on protecting the middle. Right. On the opposite side, and I know I'm going through this quick. No, this is good. Uh, this is good. Coach, like I said, once you get a hold of me, I can explain this a lot. Better. But on the other side, we're doing the figure eight drill for the, uh, the post, the threes. So if you can imagine, we have, to start off with, we'll put just two offensive players in the corner, two on the block, with the coach at the top of the key. The coach, all they're doing is when they throw to the, uh, you know, when the t- ball's in the middle third of the top of the key, the threes are fronting the players to the block. When the ball goes to the corner, we're work- the ball side is working on that uh, banana cut out, while the backside three is working on that figure eight, going underneath. We know as coaches, if you go over top, they're going to seal you and push you up the, uh, the lane line. They're going to feed you. So we go low side lead with that bottom hand in front, and then we just step through in front. When the ball goes back out to the coach, this is where they run their figure eight. That person on the block who's fronting the block now has to get over top and get back to the original defender while the person in the corner has to turn and lead with their hand and maybe get a deflection, and then they're going to take and go back to the original spot. And then the same thing happens on the other side where they're taking and Again, they're just if you, if you can imagine that, those players are pretty much running low side over top, it's, it's, it's a figure eight pack. and then coach what we'll do we will bring that together for like a five on eight drill so we'll put five or we'll put eight offensive players we'll put five on the perimeter we'll put one at the mid post two of the blocks so it's the same thing you've been doing you're just bringing everybody together into one big shell drill and we do it together and eventually we will do those other drills for that first handful of days but eventually once they get those movements down you can pretty much not worry about those those first couple of drills, and you can go right to the five on eight because the same movements. And in the five on eight, 
I know it's a shell style, but if those players are open in the post, they can feed it to them if the rotation isn't quick enough. And, and if it gets to the mid post, if it gets in that the person at the mid post is pretty much the only one moving, they're going side to side. Okay. If, if there's a paint touch through one of those three, it's a consequence. That's push ups or, or whatever you want as a coach. Um, now, eventually, you know, during the season, we'll use that drill for a lot of scouting. You know, if we're playing a team that likes to shoot threes, you know, we're going to take an, any. Anytime one of those five perimeter players get a good look, we're going to tell them to shoot it, and we're going to give them a point for um, a clean shot. We're going to give them two yeah. for a make. We're really making those five players take and defend eight players. But it, it sells the whole fact that as your practices are going to be tougher than the games. If you can, if you can defend eight, you should be able to defend five. Do teams try to combat your? half court i'll say your quarter court with many screens they do we see everything we see and that's that's the that's why i like running the zone or even an aggressive zone because you know you know how it is but when you're going against man to man there's everybody works man to man there's a hundred things you can do against the zone there's only a certain amount of things Mm -hmm. you can take and do one of them be screening it overloading it um you know putting shooters in the corners whatever it is using that mid post um so um you know, those are all things we can take and work on within those drills. So let's say someone gives a real, a great overload. What does it look like? Uh, they've got player in the corner, player on the wing, uh, your, your point guard kind of dribbled down that volleyball line a little bit. They're overloaded. You have a high post. Like, what does that look like when you get a oh, – We'll take it. Like I said, if it goes anywhere below the volleyball line towards the baseline, our threes will still go out and that will still be a trap. Our backside three will come over. They're not going to front the short corner. They're just going to put a hand kind of in their gut and get big. One might drop down a little yeah. bit more. So we're just we're not going to allow there. If it happens to go short corner, we might take and turn that into a depending on the team, that might be a three-three trap. You can take and turn and trap that, but you better have good rotation behind. Or what we'll do is, you know, a lot of times when it goes short corners, people will take and they overload it and use that short corner. They'll use that person as a passer looking for somebody diving. So there's times where we say, you know what, let them throw it there. We'll just stay back and get big around the block, take away the dive. They want to beat us with a shot there, they can. So, you know, there's nothing we do special. It's just that you still just take and do your, your typical slides and stuff. That, yeah, that's why I like zone. We've run zone a one one three the last uh, two years and had some real success with it. But you're, there's only really five or six actions we have to worry about. And, and you talk about the screening. You know, we, it's like man-to-man. I'll say, you know, if we run man-to-man, you're going to be getting screened quite a bit. I said, that's, don't use that as, as an excuse. You know, get on the low side of it, get around it, and get through. You know, we'll, you know we're, we're going to scout the team to kind of know their tendencies. So you're going to know that ahead of time, what they're doing. So just you're already aware of it. You just, you've got to make yourself where you cannot get screened. you just got to avoid the screen as possible and get to your next spot. Right. No, that, that's really good. Any other type of half-court or your quarter-court uh, breakdown drills that you uh, feel are, would be good for us to know about? Yeah, there, there's a, a few that we've taken and added um, over the last couple of years, more competitive type stuff. We do a lot of stuff. Um, you know, this isn't more of like the breakdown, you know, the, the slides, the position. This is more of ways to compete in practice. So we'll do a lot of cutthroat, defensive cutthroat, where you know, you want to stay on on the defensive side. Um, we'll do a lot of five on five on five, you know, full court stuff where, the, you know, you're always playing the – you can work on your ball press in the quarter court or you can move it up into the half court. So when a team wins at a basket and they're, they're transitioning down, they're going against the half court press type thing. So we'll do that. Um, a good one we started doing the last couple of years is called eight touches. You know, if you really want to get your team moving and working hard and the intensity on defense, um, Eight touches would be a perfect one where the defense has to get eight touches in order to get out. A touch would be just get that hand on the ball. If you're close enough to get a, a hand on the ball, that's a touch. Deflection's a touch. A steal's a touch. Uh, we even let them have a defensive rebound yeah. touch. But anytime one of those things happen, you get a point. But anytime the offense scores or gets an offensive board, you lose a point. So there's times where, you know, the defense might be up to six or seven points. They're one one or two away, and the deep, the offense gets an offensive board and a putback, and boom! Before you know it, they're right yeah. down back to five. And it can be kind of it, it's a toughness drill as well because it can be kind of demoralizing. 
So it kind of lets you see how tough your no. team is. I like that. I'm going to add that to what we do. I like that a lot. That's that's really good. How much do you emphasize rebounding, and what do you do on practice to work on your rebounding skills as a team? This is something. Yeah, I guess this is something that I chose a few years ago. Where we, coach, we rarely do a whole lot of rebounding drills. We emphasize it. Uh, and that's because with with the one two two is one of those things where it just seemed like we were always struggling. Now, since we were struggling, you could think, okay, maybe you should work on it more. You know, it just seemed like every time for the first four or five years, we worked on it, but it never improved a lot. So it was one of those things where we just kind of, we thought we could use that five to 10 minutes somewhere else. You know, where we're going to gain more from getting steals and deflections compared to what we're going give, to give, you know, give back off uh, offensive boards. Um, but we do emphasize it. So when it comes to, and that's just more of, not just, you know, hitting and getting and getting positions, more of just effort. You know, with girls, just go out, jump the person that's up, you know. So it's one of the things where when we're doing like the 10-4 drill or we're doing the get or the um, the eight touches or any of those competitive drills, we might give points for offensive boards to the offense. So the defense knows that they can't give those up because that's points, you know, taken away from their score or added to the offensive. So it's just more of – that's rebound is just one of those things that we take and more just emphasize right. and, and rebound. Um, yeah, it's kind of like every coach has got you. You gotta. I don't say you don't. You give in to not do it well, but you can't do a great drill for every aspect of the game. Like if your yeah. style of play is more to force turnovers and fast style of play, and you're and getting out rebounded doesn't really hurt you in the win loss column. It's probably okay to get out rebounded a little bit. And since you're pressing on a missed shot, you just come to terms. We're not going to get a ton of offensive rebounds. Not because we don't want them, it's just not going to fit our style of play. No, and like I said, we're we're not going to crash a whole lot because we're more worried about getting um, back into that that press off a. You know, we're going to over time, you know, wear you out or make you. We always call it referring to them as make them crack. We know there's going to be time in that second half where they might mentally just kind of crack a little bit, and we might get those you know two or three steals in a matter of you know a, a couple possessions and open up the score, open up the game a little bit. So. You kind of got to pick and choose a little bit of what you want to take and, and work on. So deep, the rebounding is something we've just kind of, you know, we emphasize it, but we just don't drill it as much as we used to. So for a coach that's hearing this podcast and wants to implement this defense, what advice would you give to them? And what level of commitment must they have to do this well? This is one of those defenses where I think you kind of have to be all in. You know, I've had a lot of coaches say, well, can you run this as a secondary defense? Well, Coach, I mean, you could run the, the top part of the press along with, you know, back to man or this, that. But it, it's not going to be as effective as if that's what you focus on and, you know, you're concentrating. We know, as our, our girls know, that this is what we do. This is our identity. Other teams know this is what they're going to go against. You know, when that ball goes up, this is what they're going to be seeing the, the whole time, you know. Um, and so I just think from day one they have to take and, you know, the three-quarter court, Press is important to us. So day one, we are starting to take and install the three quarter. You know, some people, some coaches, they want to build from that quarter court up. We try to, we sometimes flip it. We'll build from that three quarter court back down to the quarter court. Now, I think with what you do and how you described it, that's the better way to do it in a lot of ways. Maybe not for every coach, but I think for this and how how you you know have the half court circle, then you have like the free, the old free throw line circle. Like it, you can do it all and the kids will grasp it. And, and I think that's why in a game, changing where you pick up on the court, it's not going to confuse your players at all. No, and, and the, pick, the different pickup points, it's almost, it gives you a different look. You know, if you back it up a little bit, some of that space that might have been there for people to flash into or whatever, like with the three-quarter court, might not be there in the half-court trap. So those different pickup points give you, I mean, it's the same defense, but they're still different looks. It's still things they have to take and prepare for and stuff. And that's what's great about this press is when teams prepare for us, you know, they're taking time out of their practice, what they could be using to work on their own right. stuff. And you have to prepare a certain way for this press. And then, and we know as a team, and what I tell the girls for that mentality is, you know, it's the bottom part of their, their varsity roster, so JV, and that, that defense they're going against in practice isn't going to be anywhere near as good. Because you're opposing – Teams cannot just replicate this defensive practice easily and prepare for you. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't. I mean, you know, you, you might have to throw out 
eight defenders or something just to kind of, but it's still going to look different. And like I said, I've been lucky enough here at Boonville to have girls who, who bought in. Um, like I say, it's something different. So they, it feels like they, it kind of makes the team a little bit different and, you know, makes it different than other teams around and stuff. So it, do you practice JV and varsity together? So how many girls do you have in the gym? We have about anywhere, usually around 20. And we yeah. have, I mean, that's, that's freshmen through seniors. I mean, we have okay. pretty much two. In my eight years here, we have not have a, had a freshman team. Um, so they're, you know, the, the JV are seeing the bar. I mean, they're, they're, they're in. So it makes them better. Yeah, it does. It does. Definitely. Well, that's good. Well, coach, thanks a lot for coming on. You gave us a lot of great detail, a lot of great information. And I'll post how people can contact you uh, when the podcast is out there. I'll put it in the notes for the show. Anything you want to add? Yeah, if, if any coach um, would like to see more of this, um, you care if I get like a, a plug to Cisco's video? No. Okay. No, do every, do what you got to do. Jim Donnelly here in, in Missouri, he bought out the Cisco's um, video company from up in Wisconsin here a few years ago, and he's done a real good job of promoting high school basketball. He's had a lot of high school videos out, and I was lucky enough back in 2016 to do the uh, to do a video on our one two two ball press. So you can go to Cisco's, which I think is S Y S K O S. Yep. You know, and if you want to see these live, I mean. Um, uh, there is a the guide to the one two two ball press where you can see some of these drills that we did and, and explain tonight. And then I put out another one last summer, which is more of um, some more advanced drills, some more breakdown stuff with some adjustment type stuff that we might do. Um, but again, at Cisco's.com, um, and like I said, Jim Donnelly's done a great job of promoting high school basketball with high school coaching um, videos and stuff. So, yeah, I get- well, that's good. Yeah, as much information as we can gain through videos or podcasts or like I said, I saw Coach at the uh, Legends on the Lake uh, Coaching Clinic down in Georgia uh, last last September. But, uh, well, Coach, I wish you well. I look forward to following your, your team this fall and uh, how successful you're going to be. And, and uh, hopefully one day we can have you at one of the coaching clinics to speak and show this live. I'd love to. Anytime you, you get a hold of me, I'd love to. I, I enjoyed it last year at the Legends, and I would do that anytime if I, if I can do it. Absolutely. Sounds good, Coach. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us on the United Basketball Podcast. I hope you'll listen again to future episodes.